and gentlemen, how are you all doing tonight? It's Saturday night, Valentine's Day show. I know you can do better than that. How are you all doing tonight? That is great. Welcome to the Tempe Center for the Arts. We have a phenomenal show for you tonight. We have headlining Tony Visage. We also have Valerie Roberts, Paul Whitney, and Guillermo Romans. Roblos. He'll tell you. Just a few things before we get started. Those email slips on your tables. If you fill those out, you can win for VIP tickets. With your email, it's to a future comedy event, and we will also email you of upcoming shows. Second place, everybody wins. Spam for life. <laughs> uh, we only have a few ground rules here at the Tempe Center for the Arts. It's that one, you keep your table talk to a minimum so everybody can enjoy the show around you. And two, that you have as much fun as humanly possible. And without further ado, let me introduce you to the host and MC of the show, Guillermo, everybody! Something. 
gave him a pizza, and a couple of Diet Pepsis, and said, here, watch some SpongeBob. We don't care about you. You kids, if you kids are already screwed up, we're starting over with a new one. <laughs> Do they, you have a babysitter? Your brother and sister, but you don't trust your brother with the new baby. <laughs> your brother came over and go, all right, dude, I want your kids, what's up? I need some cash, you know, because I got that thing in court. Okay, I like your brother, but he's not watching the baby. Bring the baby. No, I want your baby. No, you don't need to watch it. How come you didn't leave that baby with your brother? <laughs> Did everybody hear that? How do you know, man? How do you know? Oh my god. Because uh, they're draining the lake because uh, they're moving the dam 
10 feet. So um, <laughs> if you look out there, you can see where the dam is, you can see where they're moving it, you go, I don't get it. And they go, well, you're not in government. I go, yes, I know. <laughs> I, these people are crazy. They're kind of like, the people that run this way are crazy. They're kind of people that would like bring a baby to a comedy club. They're out of their mind. <laughs> You must have really wanted to get out of the house, man. You must have really wanted to get away from the other three kids really bad. We're going, we'll bring in a baby, I don't care. We don't have to deal with those three for a while. They're like feral kids. Go, come on. Mommy, daddy, food. We love mommy, we love daddy. Stephen King's in your house going, I'm writing this shit down, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I mean, my wife is here. My wife is here. Let's say a applause for my wife. Uh, we didn't, uh, I guess we should have told you guys beforehand, but we didn't. Uh, my wife and I have a uh, internet. If you're over 50, we have an internet-based radio station. If you're under 50, we have a podcast. And, uh, <laughs> you gotta cover all the bases when you're in this business. And uh, uh, it's called it's ComedySchoolsRadio.com if you want to look it up. And we interview some of the best comics in the nation every Thursday and Friday morning. I don't expect you to listen to Thursday and Friday morning, but you can download it. We do that, and we uh, podcast our shows live. So you guys are actually going out to ones of people right now. <laughs> No, we actually have we have people who uh, have been to our shows who travel around the country and stuff. People know about it, and they listen in, and so uh, it's a pretty cool thing. So this show is being uh, broadcast live right now, and, and my wife is the one who put it all together. I, I'll give her one more round of applause. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we got married uh, in a fever. Um, you know what it was? You know how hot it was? Operator and a pepper sprout, there you go. Uh, uh, we'll just have a sing-along tonight. We'll sing to the baby. Um, <laughs> we got married here at the Tempe Center for the Arts, uh, August, um, August, uh, August, help me out, dude. Um, <laughs> August 3rd, is that right, Shirley? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Oh, God, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I screwed that up. Uh, we got married uh, August 3rd, uh, 2000. <laughs> three, three and a half years ago. What was that? I'm not good at math or talking or being married. <laughs> huh? 2012. We got married August 3rd, 2012. Here, we got married here. A beautiful place to get married, by the way, if anyone's planning on getting married. And has anyone uh, been married here? Hey, good. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a bad idea. I don't know. And we actually had the reception in this room, so we're very uh, excited. Yeah, we've been doing this Valentine's show now here for the last four years. And uh, so uh, we got married, and, and for both of us, it was uh, we both had a starter marriage. <laughs> you know what a starter marriage is? It's like that person you marry when you're like really young. It's like your first car. You know, you're not going to keep it, but you work on it, learn how to drive it, you put a bad paint job on it, and one day you just leave by the side of the road, go down, I'm going to save up and get a good one. <laughs> some of you are laughing, and some of you are going, I'm on my first car, pal. <laughs> I'm keeping this car. I named it Brad. I love Brad. <laughs> she, uh, uh, I, I think it's 
really cool. I am uh, 60 years old. By applause, how many people in the room are 60 or over? By applause, let's hear my applause. Watch this. How many people are under 60? <laughs> That's the sound of false hope. <laughs> That's the sound of we still got we still got time. <laughs> we still can take that trip. We can still stop. Take that Viagra, sir? No? no? Never? Just for fun? 
Just to see what it does for the hell of it. No? Not yet? How old are you? Oh, it's coming. You've been 
resources. Why can't you just say that? Why can't you just say, I'm the guy you're gonna come to if you got too flirty with a chick? If you said hello to a woman and she didn't think you were attractive, then now you're fired? That's me. I fire people for acting human. Human resources where we keep people not to be human. You have to be anti-human. That's our job. Don't look at people. You sniff very hard when you walk by a certain area and people were offended by the sound of your nostrils. I'm gonna show you a video. Proper ways to breathe. You're not breathing in a sexist way. You're a sexist breather. You smack your lips, we know what that means. <laughs> Ma'am, we need you to circulate around the room. <laughs> How about the remedial? Do you need any marketing in human resources? What do you do? What, uh, sir, are you retired or are you still working? I'm retired. You're retired. And uh, what had you done for a living? I built See, he built stuff. <laughs> you know that? I built things. <laughs> so that marketing could call human resources <laughs> and ask if the Chinese people had made the box yet. <laughs> I still don't know what the hell you do. <laughs>
Salami. I would send him salami. I love salami. I've lived 60 years on this earth doing massive crazy things, and I owe it all to eating salami on a regular basis. And science will one day prove that salami is a superfood. So I would be sending them like, you know, a nice, you know, a good cotto, so not the cheap shit, not that sandwich stuff, but like a good hard salami. But you, what do you send them? Sandwiches? <laughs> send them a sandwich. Send them, send them. You mix it with water. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, you know what? You need to talk to human resources. <laughs> we got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> uh, 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 um, your name is uh, Javier, isn't it? Okay, good. Well, thanks, Javier, for coming out. This guy over here is out of his mind. If it wasn't for you, I don't know what the hell we do. Well, how did you two meet? At dinner? Well, you just came downstairs one night, and there she was. <laughs> you stuck your head in the fridge and turned around, and there was a beautiful woman. How does that work? Because she's a beautiful woman, and you just, you go, hey, let's do what Tony said, get some salami. Whoa! Check it out, Holmes. Like some sort of Bill and Ted excellent adventure stuff. Dude! So you went to dinner with her. You know, we're going to have to move someone else up to your table. You're not really, you're not as good at that. Finally. We met at Rulabula on Mill Avenue. You met at Rulabula on Mill Avenue, okay. Were you in college? Um, no, we were already out of college, but he was just here visiting some, an old college roommate. Uh -huh. I lived here, uh -huh. so my friends just happened to meet up with his friends. Okay, all right. And I didn't know he didn't live here. You didn't know he didn't live here. Okay, where did he live? Michigan. Michigan. Oh. So you moved to Arizona to marry her. No, I no. Michigan. You went to Michigan. For him? <laughs> okay. You went from Mill Avenue, one of the most fun places in America, to Michigan. And I've been to Michigan. It's no Mill Avenue. What town in Michigan? Auburn Hills. Auburn Hills. Okay, so that's a nice area. Nice. So, so he's, he had a couple of bucks up front, right? <laughs> no, he didn't have anything. What do you do? You have? Do you work? No, I stay at home. You stay at home. Like so. So that human resources is paying off. <laughs> what better what you do, man? She stayed home. Well, I, you know what? I want to thank you guys. Are great, man. I should start this show sometime tonight. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this, I've been doing stand-up for 30 years, and uh, the truth is that for 15 years, this is what I did full-time. I mean, I just traveled 40, 45 weeks a year, and uh, this is true, okay? Uh, and I did it, and then one day I went, why am I traveling to towns that I don't live in, asking absolute strangers for their approval when I have people at home that love me? So I said, I want to do it in a different way. You know, because I have a daughter who is, uh, she's a grown up lady now, and I'm, I'm so proud of her. And I go, why am I leaving my daughter? And I used to, I, I got so weird about it. He said, what do you do for a living? I go, I said, I tell dick jokes to drunks in Cleveland. So, <laughs> which is great when you're 25. 
But you know, if you're trying to raise a daughter in Los Angeles, let me tell you something, if you're trying to raise, because I lived in Los Angeles, trying to raise a daughter in Los Angeles, you better stay in goddamn Los Angeles. <laughs> and they will be, end up being somebody who used to date you when you were 25. <laughs> and you don't want that to happen. No, well, <laughs> goddamn, lady, no, 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 I'm glad you're having fun. How long y'all been married? Are you married? No. no. <laughs> Oh, man. And you know what? This woman is a real rock and roll because this guy is only 31. <laughs> so is this like a date? No. no? It's not a date? Because you're sitting together holding hands. You've been two years. So this would still be a date. Like, I take my wife out on dates. Right, Cheryl? I can take you out on dates. So <laughs> it's a date. It's, it's a Valentine's date. You know, for all of you that are here for your Valentine's show, uh, guys, you know this, this doesn't count, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know you're still going to do shit tomorrow. <laughs> you don't get to sit home in your socks and under and watch ESPN tomorrow. Go, hey, go, hey we, we went to that show last night. Why are you staring at me like, I went to that show? You still gotta, You still got to come up with something. That's where, uh, you know, because I, I thought about that. Because last year we did the show, it was on Valentine's Day. That was cool. So that, that worked out. But this year I said, you know, uh, a matter of fact, my wife said to me, she goes, now you know what we're going to do tomorrow? And what about tonight? She goes, no. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. This is a day where we really, um, um, where we really show uh, how much uh, we're guys. And I know, I, if you're in this room, I, I know what kind of guy you are. You're a good guy. Uh, if you're coming to these shows, you're a good guy. Uh, that where we show, where we have to, we really want to show how special that we think you are. You know, so guys, don't screw up. Because now, if you screw up tomorrow, she'll go, the damn comic told you what to do. <laughs> the crazy old man told you what to do. And you're sitting in your underwear watching sports. <laughs> and they made it easy for us. You can now get flowers and candy in a grocery store parking lot like a Christmas tree. <laughs> they know guys. They know how we are. You, we will plan for a month a special night for you, and we won't do anything about it until 15 minutes before. And then in a panic, go running around. I think one year I picked flowers that she had grown. <laughs> and ran in with them. Yeah. <laughs> In the Fry's parking lot by our house, there's just a big tent. You know, it's like they're like drug dealers in New York City. Got the flowers, got that candy. Come on, keep it coming, keep it coming. I got to. No, don't pay me. Pay him over there. Pay him over there. <laughs> so, uh, you know what they have in the Midwest? How many Midwesterners do we have? Midwesterners? Five plus. Who raised their hand over here? And where from in the Midwest? Madison, Wisconsin, man, that's, yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, uh, did you guys have Sweetest Day? Yes, okay, so Sweetest Day. By applause, how many people know what Sweetest Day is? How many people don't know what Sweetest Day is? I hope it never comes here. It's an extra Valentine's Day. It takes place in the fall. 
You know, in the fall, it's sweetest. For years, I used to go. I used to. I used to go to Cleveland, and I used to go to Detroit, and Madison, and Chicago, and I worked there a lot because I grew up in the Midwest, so I did really well there. You know, I used to tour there all the time, and uh, I'd start hearing about. And I thought they were saying Swedish thing. And I'm going, why the hell do you have to buy people shit on Swedish Day? What is the deal with that? Then it's Swedish Day. But isn't that where the girl's supposed to buy guys candy? Sadie Hawkins. What's that? No, Sadie Hawkins. No, Sadie Hawkins is where you need to come up and grab us by our genitals and go, we're getting married. <laughs> That's from a cartoon called Little Abner. For those of you who know Swedish Day, am I wrong? Isn't that the day where girls supposed to buy guys something? No! <laughs> Did you hear that? No! <laughs> no, we buy, they tried it where it was supposed to be where we get you uh, flowers and candy on Valentine's Day, and then on Sweetest Day you buy us whatever we want. And that went really, really wrong. Because women go, what do you want? Don't be afraid to tell me. And we tell you, and there were a lot of divorces. <laughs> so now it's just an extra time to buy. You know, it's like you, you can't wait. You think you did Valentine's Day, right? You know, all this kind of stuff. And then, and then there's Sweetest Day. So uh, we keep that. But I like Valentine's it's Day. I do. It's a Hallmark Day. It's a Hallmark Day? That's exactly who invented Sweetest Day. Hallmark. Yep. The card people. Well, thank you very much for that. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching cable. <laughs> Sweetest day was invented by Hallmark. Stay tuned now when we talk about the Vikings. <laughs> uh, by applause, how many married people in the room? Married people, let's hear married folks. Fans, yes. How many people are single? <laughs> so mostly me, mostly married folks. But those of you that are, that are single, or Pretty tight, right, Broham? You're not gonna back out of the night. I don't really know her. There's some chick I met in the parking lot. She was jogging around the lake. I said, "Hey, what's doing?" I go inside. I got a water from How many people love being married? Let's hear that. How many people hate it? Think it's the worst decision. How many people go? I mean, I love being married. I do. I, it, 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 I, mean, I, I might almost love it too. She knows I love being married now. She knows that I like it. That it's, it's, I'm, I'm right where I want to be. You know, so it, it's kind of weird because I got nothing on it. You know, I mean, and we, uh, it, it's, it's such a good marriage because, look, I dated, I was one of those idiots, you know, in my, in my 40s and stuff. I thought, I'm going to go out with younger chicks. I'm going to go with younger chicks. But then after a while, man, my back went out and uh, I think I chipped a tooth. And it was weird dating, man. I got tired of dating. I did. I got tired of like, you know, because it wasn't like dating when you were a teenager. Remember when you were a teenager and you dated, you know, and you had a car and you were in the back of the car and you're making out. You know, and you got the radio going, the only thing going is the, is the green light of that radio man, and it's playing music that you love, and you're back there, and you're making out for hours, and she's starting to drive you crazy, good crazy, and all you do is go, come on. She's going, I don't know. Come on. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Oh, God, I'm sure. Let's wait till summer. Remember that? It wasn't like that in my 40s. I go out and what was your name? I go, come on, let's get him off. Let's go. Come on, get those pants off. Let's run. Come on, get him off. Take the pill. Let's go. Put on the L green. Shut up. I got a babysitter. I got to be home in 45 minutes. Let's go. Hey. 
if you're a younger woman, you should date older men. You should, we'll never cheat on you. We can't. <laughs> Take hers about once a month and we're good. We're doing chores. We'll watch a Lifetime movie with you. We don't care. Just don't interfere with our nap.
Gibson going, something's going weird here. It's kind of like marrying someone who's an axe murderer. You don't find out. That's what living in Maricopa was like. This, this, you're a bad person, aren't you? <laughs> and by 2008, my house, you could buy with the money you got in your pocket right now. I couldn't give it back to the bank. They wouldn't take it. They would call and threaten. Go, we're going to take your house. I go, okay. They go, no, we don't need it. I go, yeah, I, I know what you do. And you go, we're not kidding this time. And I go, take the damn house. They go, okay. Where, where is it? I think the president of Bank of America hid in the house next door to mine for a while. No one find me here. So, uh, uh, and I lived there. But you know, it's worked out well now. Maricopa is uh, it's the entertainment capital of uh, Arizona right now. Yes, it is. Let me tell you something, ma'am. Where do you live? Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> we live in Gilbert. No, it's good for you. You don't have this in Gilbert. You know what I got in Maricopa? Walking distance from my house. There's a casino. I'm, I'm not a gambling guy, I don't gamble, but uh, uh, we got a casino. And I, you, don't, you don't believe it's the entertainment capital of the world? Of Arizona? Maricopa? You know who played there free two weeks ago? Free! Foghat! <laughs> if you're over 60, you know. And you know who's with a blue oyster call? You got that in Gilbert? <laughs> I could walk to see Foghat. As a matter of fact, let's be honest, Foghat would have came to my house. <laughs> but we live out there and, and, and we love it very much. We do. And we, we love living in Arizona. We love working at Tempe. We also do stuff with uh, other clubs throughout the city. We do stuff with the, the House of Comedy way up north and with the Laugh Factory. A lot of those people have been longtime friends of mine in the business. A lot of great comedy for you. This is, there's a comedy renaissance in Phoenix right now, and you guys owe it to yourself to check it out. It's almost like when you would go out and listen to music, you could pick jazz or, or rock and roll or country, or you could see a name act or an up-and-coming artist. You could do that in Phoenix. No other city like this in the country right now. So you can check out great clubs. And of course, every Friday we do stuff here. Tonight was a special event for Valentine's Day. And, and I like living here, and I like doing business here, and I like living in Maricopa, okay? And I, it, it also gave me, every once in a while, the universe goes, here is a joke for free that you could never possibly make up. And the universe gave me this great joke that I'm about to tell you, and it's true. If you've seen me before, you know, but if you haven't, it's a beautiful joke. So it's 2008. Maricopa, it, it, the, whole, the whole country's in the dumps, man. Everybody's broke, everybody's losing everything. The only reason I got the house is because the bank's going, well, if you'll send in this paperwork, I'd send in paperwork and I wouldn't fill out one line on page 14. And three months later, they go, you improperly filled out the form. You must resubmit. And I did that, you know, and, I kept, and then they'd send it back wrong. Everybody knew what they were doing. They didn't want the house. They didn't know what to do with it. They couldn't sell it. And we worked it out. And now I got to keep my house. I got to keep my house. Say what you want. Thank you, President Obama. Nobody else ever did anything like that. Is able to keep my house. We have our house. Family's there. Grandkids there. It's great. But 2008, this is an absolute true story. I'm driving home one night, and I'm in a depressed, I'm in a funk. In all my life, and I go into the local fashion to buy some stuff that I need. I needed a uh, toothpaste, a toilet paper, uh, I needed a, a gun, I needed some bullets. <laughs> I needed a pen and paper so I could leave a note. 
And walking along, I grabbed out and whipped up what I thought was a copy of the New York Times, because I still wouldn't feel connected to planet Earth, even though I now live on the moon. <laughs> By mistake, I had mistakenly not picked up the New York Times, but picked up a copy of the Wall Street Journal. Now, the Wall Street Journal is for people that know about money as an investment. I bought a house in Maricopa. I know nothing about money. But they were out of New York Times, so I took my Wall Street Journal home. And uh, by now, Shirley and I were just starting to live together. It's before we got married, we're living together. And I wanted to read my newspaper. I didn't want to have another bad investment. Okay, and uh, uh, I don't want to upset anybody, but men read in the bathroom. And the reason we read in the bathroom is so we can read. <laughs> because if we read in front of you, you ask us what we're reading. We tell you what you're reading, we're reading, then you start talking to us about something else. <laughs> so what are you reading about? Well, I'm reading about uh, baseball. Did you hear about my sister? <laughs> Talk about baseball. My sister's gone crazy. <laughs> so I'm upstairs, and I never planned on living in this house. I bought it as an investment. I'm now living in it. Lost everything else but this house. Held on to this house. Everything's come back beautifully, by the way, and I hope it has for you as well. So uh, I go upstairs in this house I never planned on living in, holding a newspaper I've never bought or read before in my entire life, and I sit down to read my newspaper, and there's my article, and then it, uh, it says, continue on the next page. I flip to the next page, Wall Street Journal. This is absolutely true. You can Google it. There's my article at the bottom, but at the top of that page is a big headline. You know what the headline said? It said, Dream Dies in the Desert, Maricopa, Arizona. <laughs> it's a New York newspaper. They had to fly in like embedded reporters in Afghanistan to get this story. So I begin to read this story. I'm amazed. And it says that ground zero of the American home for foreclosure crisis is the bedroom community of Maricopa, Arizona. And it was called a bedroom community because we all just like bed crack. <laughs> then it said ground zero of ground zero. This is true. Ground zero of ground zero was the subdivision of Maricopa Meadows. What is the name of my subdivision? <laughs> I was afraid I never finished reading the article. I was afraid I'd get the final paragraph and it say, and sitting in the bathroom, in a house. <laughs> My name's Tony Music. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you